Just one normal weekend of Barclays. That's all I ask for. And I think Sash would agree with me, but welcome along to the latest episode of FKB Full Kit Banter. I believe we're on episode 16 of season 4, which is pretty wild in itself to hear that we've been doing this for like uh, three and a half seasons. So uh, that's cool. And also it's, it's awesome that you guys uh, who have been with us since season 1, uh, all legends of the sport legends of the game uh, i saw some of y'all uh dming me and dming the fkb instagram on uh with regards to your spotify rap so that's really cool to see that uh you know we have such loyal listeners and yeah, yeah like, big, like big up big up to all of you s- send us more questions <laughs> yeah. man like sometimes we feel like you know we we want to up the sort of fan mm-hmm. not, not fan the, the community uh, interaction yeah mm-hmm. like so just send us like memes send us questions send us things you want us to talk about mm-hmm. uh, we we really appreciate all the the listens and shares that that you guys give us mm-hmm. uh, Nate is in Japan uh really cool pictures so so yeah and hope Nate's having a blast there and uh I think BK is just grinding it out at Paraphrase. Mm-hmm. Who, uh, we're so kind to host us for um, our Expectations XI. I'm going to plug this till like, till we do the next one. <laughs> and <laughs> I mean, <laughs> honestly, some of our takes from that are aging like wine. Yeah, dude. Like the Rashford scoring it's less than 10 goals crazy. this season. Like at the start, we were all like, hmm, bit of a hot take. But right now, not so hot, man. It's like I think the hottest thing was the manner in which Lionel said it. It was very yeah. like devil may care, and I was a bit like okay, like I felt like Rashford wasn't gonna hit the the standards he set last season because that's an anomaly, right? I don't think he's ever hit thirty goals a season. But to 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 find himself in the position he is in now is kind of crazy, man. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's it's kind of funny that we're starting Rashford, right? and we we're like just gonna touch on this a little bit, but. I wanted to ask you this because I saw an article on The Athletic, right? Yeah. Do you think Rashford being a local lad... Like, do you think the pressure that Rashford faces because he's from Man United, is it justified? Whereas when you compare him with someone like... Like an Anthony or maybe even like Mason Mount, for example. I I don't know because I always thought that the reason why Rashford is not being bashed uh, in the media more is because it's English. So I I thought it's like the other way around from your current, um, you know, my, mindset of Rashford being um, too harshly judged. Because I always thought that the media is always goes for like the, the foreigners. It's like they protect their own kind, but they go uh, against like um, players like Anthony Martial, the Anthony... Um, Fred, who has already oh left the God. club. Mm. Yeah. Scott McTominay. I don't know. Like, I, I feel that the English-born players But it's not so much just protected. English, right? Like, what mm. about... Like, like Trent and Reese James, right? Those are yeah. two, like, I guess, very poignant examples. Trent, I think it's more to do with being the homegrown lad. Same with Reese mm-hmm. James, right? I don't necessarily think it's a nationality thing. Although, the English media is weird. They are mm-hmm. the biggest hype... They, they, they give hype when it's unwarranted and then they like slag people when they've had a bit of a drop off really it's like I always feel that they protect, they protect them the English lads even when they have had like stinkers 
I have not. I seen think it goes both ways, man. I think yeah. the venom is is mm. extra. Uh, it's extra spicy when they are not doing so well, and they coddle them when things are going like a little bit better than than like like we're talking about Rashford, right? Last mm. season, Rashford was having the season of his life, but yep. If you had just started watching football last year, based on what you were reading and seeing on like the TV, you would think Rashford was like top four players in the world. Okay. Based on what they were saying, which we both know is like far from the truth. Mm-hmm. So that that's what o- got honestly, me right? Like I I feel that Rashford is a Crystal Palace type of player. Like the 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 way they play or the stature um, of the no, club. As in Rashford himself, like, um, I I feel I feel that he's very okay. It's it's a hot take, right? But I feel that he's very um, Timo Werner esque. But he has better finishing. The thing is that he has pace. He cannot seem to lift his head up when he dribbles right. with the ball. He he's right. the type that he has his head down and he just runs. He's very good off the ball when it comes to um, drifting in from the left wing. But when it comes to football IQ, right? Um, I don't think he's up to scratch with like the elite wingers of football. Who would you categorize as an elite winger right now off the top of your head? Elite winger? Like um, w- like when you talk about elite wingers, right? Who yeah. would you like to okay. see? I you know how much I've been bashing DS, right? Yeah. But I feel that DS has more footballing IQ than um Rashford. Mm-hmm. Yeah. In terms of finishing, Rashford may be better, but in terms of helping the team. I don't out, even right? know if that's the truth anymore, man. Like mm. he, he his greatest asset has been that cut from the left and it's yes. devastating, right? We've seen that yeah. time and time again. But mm-hmm. whether it's a collective problem with Man United or Rashford mm-hmm. just but have you because seen his highlights? Because there's so much pressure. Right? Okay, I have, no, yeah. I wouldn't, I wouldn't call it highlights, but have you seen his... Um, what's the opposite of highlights? Low like, lights. Um, <laughs> you know, highlights real, and then you have like a, um, a compilation of videos where um, you kind of highlight what he's not... Sub- what he isn't doing. Like, when he doesn't have the ball, he doesn't run. When he loses the ball, he... Right, instead of right. chasing it back, to win it back for the team, he just sulks, throw his hands I think it's funny that there's gallops. no term for it because I don't think people yeah. really go out of their way to make like low, low, low light reel. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Maybe so for I goalkeepers. Think, la. Mm, I mean, um, after seeing his shameful performance against Newcastle, right? I, I wish I watched that game, man. I heard it was like appalling. Yeah, he got subbed off at like 60-something Jeez. minutes. Should have been earlier. But it seemed that he... It, it it feels like there's always an alternate season, right? Where he doesn't do well and then fans want him out. He's kind of like Hazard. Just that Hazard is... He, he has a lot more impact with the ball. But the difference, right? With like just on that note, right? Mm. The problem with me is Rashford doesn't seem like he's really gotten a lot better than when he was first introduced by Yeah, Lee he's not Bao. young anymore. <laughs> I mean, yeah, he, like, a lot of recent, like, there was this piece by Roy Keane, which mm-hmm. we know, we know, like, Roy Keane, like, how he can get, so I take that with a pinch of salt. Then there was yeah. the article of The Athletic, but 
I was like, damn, like, I used to watch Rashford when I was in the army, mm-hmm. which we are approaching, like, the the 10-year mark next year. Yep. And I'm like, dude, this guy has, he still has his his physical attributes, like his pace and his shooting, but, yeah, man. Like, he's a one-trick I, pony. La, I'm, I'm to trying to see more, you know, he's not reinvented himself. Like, yeah. you talk about Hazard, right? Like, Hazard mm-hmm. at times was forced to play more centrally, but mm-hmm. he could do the job. Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, man, I think United and Rashford, there will be a point where they really have to decide, is this some... Rashford has to be someone you build the team around, I think. Mm -hmm. And if United decide that he is not that guy, they have to cut the court, man, as awkward and as painful it might be for some sections of the fans. I think also, right, um, fans like to see players chase after the ball. Let me just list an example. Do you mm. remember Dimitar Berbadov when <laughs> he course. joined United? Of like, course. Because fans were so used to seeing United press, right? And then up came this uh, Bulgarian who is kind of laid back. Very, um, what's that word? Um, nonchalant. Well, Lackadaisical, yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. yeah. A bit yeah. like Martial. So... Oh my when god. When fans don't see him, that, run, that's right? where the comparison stopped though. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's where the comparison stopped. No, yeah, but the thing on. about Bobotov is that he warrants that arrogance because he has I think the best first touch in the Premier League. Could be a hot take as well. But can you name me I don't uh, think so, man. I think Premier League footballer right with there. a better first touch. I than think him. he's right up there, bro. Right. Yeah. That's yeah. Right. I think he's right up there. Mm. And it's funny that you talked about running, right? Because it's actually like a nice link to the games on the weekend because there was one player, right? Mm-hmm. And I'm sure you saw clips of it. Or not even clips. You saw you watched the first half of the City Spurs game. Yep, I did. Son, man. Yeah. Dude, I, I need to know how much he clocked in that game because he never stopped pressing, never stopped running. Like mm-hmm. him, Him and Brian Hill, right? Within 15 minutes, I knew Brian Hill wasn't going to last like an hour in that game. Yeah. Because the dude was like sprinting non-stop. Mm-hmm. And that is also a credit to like what Spurs are about. But yeah, man, like it, it's... When you are not delivering the goods in front of goal, right? The mm-hmm. bare minimum fans expect of you is you work your socks off. Yep. And Son, I think, exemplified that. And he, he, he was a, on a bit of a drought, right? I think three games without a goal. Mm-hmm. But not only did he put in a shift, but he he found the back of the net when it mattered. So mm-hmm. I think if you are a United fan and a Rashford fan, someone like Son, right? Not exactly, but that is kind of the goal standard you're trying to aim for right now mm-hmm. in terms of like output and... and just an overall all-round game for for what you what you need for your side. Yeah, but I would say that the skill set of Son and Rashford are very similar. Um, maybe Son has a little bit. It's like same same IQ. but different. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Um, yeah, it's it's basically effort, la, Right, like you 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 look at the low light reels from Rashford and you look at the highlight reels from Son, it's just night and day. And you can you can see why the Spurs fans adore him so much. I don't think I mean I'm I'm sure like Son has bad games, but I have never heard a Spurs fan like 
talk bad about Son or one even, thing. Even what was it last season, right? He yeah. had a stinker last season. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they like never really gave up on him, man. Exactly. Yeah. But with Rashford, he's like so polarizing, man. Mm. Like fans love him one week and then they hate him another week. So I don't know. <laughs> it's yeah. a it's a weird one. I mean, question to all uh listeners who are United fans, right? Do you think Rashford's time is up? I know that he just signed a new contract, which could be the reason why he isn't performing as well. It's that typical contract syndrome, right? I remember Obama Yang, like he was playing well for two seasons, signed a mega contract, and then he decided to just fall off. He hit his final form. Yeah. When I saw him rock up in that gold Lambo in the Arsenal mm-hmm. documentary, I knew it was over. <laughs> <laughs> I knew he was done, bro. But I mean, on on we're gonna end off on Rashford in a bit, but mm. we are talking about like Son and and Hazard, right? I think and. I might get absolutely slated for this. I think Rashford is closer to Theo Walcott, man. And I'm not like... I think people forget that Walcott was... He was never world-class, but Walcott had a certain... Dude, he had one of the biggest hype trains (laughs) ever. I mean, dude, this guy started at 16, right? He was on the global stage at 16, so... He was selected for the... In many ways, the only way was down, right? He was selected for the English... In the England World Cup squad. Yeah, the, in, England made no yeah. sense. They, yeah. 16, bro. They brought him to 16. the World Cup at 16. Oh, dang. He never played a minute. Mm-hmm. And then arguably when he was more justified to make the squad in 2010, he didn't make the team. I think Capello mm-hmm. basically told him like, no thanks, bro. Yep. But that's what I mean. Like, Walcott uh, yeah, got I Arsenal c- goals, but yeah, I he, could never, see evolved. he mm, never evolved. He never evolved, Yeah, And... I fear for Rashford, man, like, because, look, we can get into ETH all we want, but I, mm-hmm. that's, not, that's not what I want to do today, but I think Rashford hasn't been helped with all the chopping and changing with, in managers and, and mm-hmm. play styles. Mm-hmm. Um, but he also needs to help himself, man, and it's tough. Lah. I, I, I think he needs to really like if this season is really a wash for him right he needs to sort of go away and and figure out how to reinvent himself because it's only he's only getting older yep and man united will evolve with or without him you know like i keep saying this like i'm enjoying united while they're in the the doldrums right now but a club of that stature with that much financial backing right will make a comeback it's a matter of time mm-hmm for our sake, I just hope it's a bit longer, but for Rashford, he's like 26 now, right? Arguably, as an elite winger, you I think you hit your prime when you're like 29, 28. Mm-hmm. So if he wants to become that that guy, like officially, like seal, like sign seal and deliver as a United like legend in like years to come, right? He needs to make something happen in the next few years. Um, yeah, he's being usurped by Garnacho at the moment. On his favorite left wing, so yeah, just it, to it, yeah, so Rashford is even sh- even less sense to shun uh, yeah. shun Rashford on the right. Yeah, that's why it, when when you are being shoehorned into a position that is not your best, just to get into the starting eleven, then you should have a sit down and think about you know your current situation and why you are being <laughs> pushed to the right hand side, and you are get letting an eighteen year old winger take your favorite position. Ronaldo like fanboy <laughs> yeah 
I can't believe Garnacho did this like this Ronaldo sue and he scored a bicycle yeah. kick, bro. I'm like, dude, this is the biggest moment of your life and you are like giving it to Ronaldo. It's Yeah, dude. Uh, it, who, who has a more punchable face though? Garnacho or Bruno? Definitely Garnacho. <laughs> uh, no 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 no. Bruno. Bruno has Bruno? a very punchable face, yeah. But the Maybe thing should, about Bruno is that, that like as a, <laughs> as a I, I've seen Bruno give like normal interviews and mm. like when he's chill Bruno seems fine but mm. he's just so pissy all the time mm-hmm. so yeah Bruno but Garnacho also has a uh, punchable face <laughs> la. but I mean as a Liverpool fan like bro the guy who has the most punchable face probably is Trent <laughs> Trent Trent is such like a wind up merchant mm-hmm. and I think he's relishing that role I think he just likes being the heel, a bit like Reese James, actually. Like, as much as we try to distance the two of them, they are, like, so similar. Mm-hmm. Maybe not so much in play style, but I think just in, like, the way they've risen through the ranks, their character, like, yeah. Yeah, um, they both got that dog in them. Yeah, man, like... Well, actually, this is what I, we want to see in, in players, because uh, I think the mm. most recent claim is that players are too soft. Like we are all we are all used to the um I would like to liken it to the golden era of Premier League football, the Barclays era. <laughs> where like you get your tough man just going at it when referees don't blow the whistle for like any type of, you know, fifty fifties shoulder budging fouls. But right now I think the game has changed. Um VAR sadly has been introduced and hasn't improved the game at all. I, I rather have no VAR and bring things back to you know the good old days where yeah, I mean, it's just we, like, when we say good like old days game. we, we yeah. like we like sort of refer back to like okay we have a horrible decision go away today mm-hmm. it will sort of come back full circle in maybe like five yeah, games yeah things would things would even out it, they, they, and I know it's not perfect but football is an imperfect sport right like when we are doing VAR calls every five minutes for like to find out if someone's ass cheek is like a bit like offside, mm-hmm. yeah, it just kills my mo- momentum, right? Like, and those twelve minute extra time given for injuries, man, that's ridiculous. That's why we have no hell. clean sheets anymore, right? <laughs> that's why like defenses are just dying, bro. Because uh-huh. imagine having to play like hundred minutes of football. Mm. I think come end of the season, right? When we look at the stats and we look at the amount of uh, goals scored in the in stoppage time, I think we're going to have like record breaking numbers. Yeah. And it's, it's, I don't know if it makes for a more exciting game if I'm going to be honest. Like you would think more goals equals more excitement, but mm-hmm. I don't know anymore. Like, dude, I was, and ironically, this is coming after off. one of the most like exciting weekends of Premier League. So let, let's, let's yeah. talk a bit about that first. Um, mm. Which one, which one, man? I right. <laughs> which one to talk about? <laughs> let, let's, let's, Let's get the elephant in the room out of the way first. Let's talk about cities first, and then we yep. can talk a bit about our clubs. Okay. Um, I I have. Um, do we have to apologize? <laughs> do we have to <laughs> apologize to Spurs? Uh. Y- yes and no, right? It's just because FKB we and finals, right? Like, but dude, if <laughs> if Haaland had his shooting boots, they would have been like four one up in the first half. Yeah, but. If you my didn't. if my aunt yeah, had yeah, balls, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> she'd be my uncle. But, so that's but my my point was to say that we weren't technically wrong. Like City did 
mm-hmm. ripped them apart. They just didn't yep. score. I mean, they scored three, but they also conceded three. So <laughs> we did predict <sighs> goals in that game, right? <laughs> to be fair, like my prediction was either Spurs get like a like a magnificent one goal win or they get uh-huh. annihilated. So when Son scored, I was like, oh shit! Like <laughs> they're gonna hold on for like. For like and then he scored minutes. again, but for City. Yeah, <laughs> ridiculous, man. But, um, yeah, let's talk a bit about the game, right? So you mm. said you caught the first half, understandably so. Yep. It's like a Monday morning, but mm-hmm. um, I- I'm trying to remember like a bit more of the details, but all I remember is that it was pretty much all City one-way traffic in the first half. Mm-hmm. I think the consensus going into the break was how are Spurs only a goal down? Yeah. And they probably scored like the hardest chance they had. Mm. The Foden goal was like a work of art. Yep. It was like prime, I almost said prime city, but <laughs> the kind of art, prime city is kind of like now, but mm-hmm. I think it was a bit like prime Arsenal in the way that the the movement of the ball, the one touch football. Yep. And I think there was this funny picture of uh, when Foden scores, Ben Davies and Emerson like sort of just point to each other, like <laughs> the Spider-Man meme. Uh-huh. Um, but yeah, man. Like, I, as a guy who captained Harlan this week in FPL, I was kind of gobsmacked. How the hell he like missed two sitters? Mm. Um, what what else did you sort of see take away from that game? Maybe from like a Spurs point of view. Son is basically City's owner. I know that they're owned by the Sheiks lah, but Son is like he loves a game against yeah. City. Yeah, he loves. I just knew. I, I knew when I sold Son for Salah, right? That he was gonna punish, and he, uh, he sure did. But um, more on football, right? Mm. It's just so easy to. Okay, wait. Let me go back. I'm surprised it was so easy to cut City, like f- when Spurs did the transition from defense to attack. It's just like for the opening goal. Yeah, not just that. Like. I watched the highlights from the second half onwards, right? The, mm. When Kulusevski scored, was that was it the ninetieth minute? It was close to it, lah. It was eighty something. I actually, yeah. I actually fell asleep, but I was awo- I was awoken by the comment the commentary. Yeah, all it needed was f- three passes off, and then Son laid it out to Kulusevski, who scored the winner. Ah, uh, sorry, who scored the the third Nicolas goal to tie the game? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I'm surprised that Guardiola didn't really work that out like obviously Spurs Spurs would be under the cosh and to score against City like basically a transition from defense to attack needed to be done very quickly I don't know whether it's a matter of the wrong personnel being played because um, I, I remember I said before right last week if I see Rodri and Stones together in midfield I would say that Spurs are done for but I was surprised that Stones didn't even... Uh, Stones was on the bench. I, I think. think Stones has uh, fitness issues, man. Yeah. I think Pep doesn't want to rush him back because he kind of mm. did a few weeks ago and he got re-injured. Yeah, and Son really um, took advantage of Guardiola. I mean, Guardiola is no, not slow, but I, I kind of expected Ake to play in that Start, left centre-back right. position to kind of match Son in terms of speed because that's what Guardiola did before. So uh, I was kind of surprised that he opted to go with Guardiola in that um, left centre back position to track Son, and as you can see, um, I think 
the first goal, uh, it was kind of Doku in that situation that was supposed to <laughs> try to, to mark Son. But uh, clearly Doku is not a defender. So Son just easily brushed past him. If you if you remember that uh, opening goal by Spurs. Mm. Yeah, it's basically... It's, they, Spurs cleared the ball from a city corner and then immediately found Son. And then it was Doku versus Son, but I think if you had Ake or someone with a better defensive awareness, right? I think you could you could at least yeah. stall for time, right? To wait for yeah, or, or just like take him out and get a yellow card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Doku <laughs> let Son pass him too easily. I mean, it's no fault of Doku. Uh, I think it's just bad uh, game management by Guardiola, which is something we don't really say Kinda that often. Unheard of, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, the warning signs were there against Leipzig. I know they came from behind to win that game, but mm-hmm. the two goals they considered against Leipzig were really, like, poor. And the moment Spurs took the lead, I instantly thought of that game. Mm-hmm. I think I might even I might have even mentioned it uh, in our Spurs City, like, preview that yep. they are susceptible to the quick counter-attack, man. And I'm no, I know I'm not a rocket scientist for saying that, but it's becoming more and more apparent, man. And... I know City play Villa, like, we're recording this on, on Tuesday. City play Villa on Thursday morning. I yep. wouldn't I, I wouldn't be shocked if Villa got away with something, man. Because I City... Still, I would still expect City to win. You know, you know Rodri is suspended, right, for that game? Yeah, he is. Yeah. Um, Grealish is suspended as well. I don't think Grealish would have... Uh, uh, I think he, he may have, have started, like, yeah, for, for have control. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. Doku... As fun as it is to watch... Um, Doku v Cash, though. <laughs> <laughs> Emery will find a way, dude. They're really good at home. I know, I know. Like, that's why I'm saying uh, Villa on something stupid like 14 wins or 13 wins in a row at Villa Park, mm-hmm. which is kind of insane. But yeah, I mean, City are still City, but like, it would not shock me if Villa got a point at least. They have all the tools, man. They have Leon Bailey and, and Diaby who are, like, rapid. Um, yeah, but I think Pep would have learned from... Um, I'm sure, lah. Last, last weekend. C- City have shown that they yeah. are the most capable side to completely revamp their style of play during the season. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think this That's time true. last year, we were still, like, you know, Cancelo was still a thing. Yep. And then we went a bit, we woke up, and he mm. was gone, and City stopped playing with, like, fullbacks. Yeah. I, I think so. the no fullbacks formation against Spurs really hurt them. If, I know it's Mister it's Captain Hindsight thoughts, but <laughs> you think a traditional back four would have helped to suppress Son a little bit more? Because he was attacking like the spaces in between the midfield and the left and right centre backs. Uh, For and, sure, and but... Imagine I, I, Diaby and, and um, Bailey just... Going ham at it. Yeah, man. And and you put Watkins there to like just be a nuisance. Like yep. I'm starting mm. to really like Ollie Watkins, man. Like there's just something about him, you know, he's like a grafter. Traditional. Yeah, man. Just nine. hardworking. Like doesn't okay, yeah, he has, he has the occasional like stinker where he will like miss like a tap in, but mm-hmm. he doesn't let his head drop, you know. He's always like sort yep. of looking for that next chance, but he's a bit like Darwin though. Ah, but n- nothing like Darwin. You get to Darwin like, later. The goals that he have been scoring recently are like damn difficult. 
Like, do you see that header he scored against, against Bournemouth? Bournemouth? Yeah, it was crazy. That was dude. sick, man. I was already yeah. getting ready to like accept the 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 five pointer, and then he scored, uh-huh. and I was like, like you, yeah, beauty. But I don't think going back to uh, Man City, right? I don't think we can mm-hmm. really blame the setup. Like, I'm adamant that they 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 drew that game because they didn't take their chances. Like, City really should have blown them away in the first half. Mm-hmm. Credit to Ange for tweaking things at halftime. I. I'm trying to remember if he made any halftime subs. I think he brought Hoiberg on. Yeah, that's right. He, he brought Hoiberg on. To bolster the midfield. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, Hoiberg himself wasn't great, but the just the reshuffle helped a lot. And yeah. for the most of the second half, Spurs were actually like in the ascendancy, man. Like yep. uh, City were struggling a bit. I saw Spurs touch the ball more often. Granted, they weren't testing Edison much, but the fact that they were controlling play at the Etihad was already, like, mm-hmm. kind of a shock to me. And yep. this isn't the first time we've seen City, like, suffer a dip in the second half. I don't know what's up with City and playing in the second half, but they... they yeah, I really... I, I can't put my finger on it, but I've seen it at least... It's, it's three, the motivation, dude. Like, they've won it all. So... I think that little bit I of get motivation it, kind for of sure, for sure. helps. It's like mm. suddenly like nothing will top the ecstasy they had uh, yeah. in, in, in Istanbul, right? When they won the Champions yeah, League. I, do you think that... I know the City players, they care about doing the four-pit because no team has ever done yeah, it in the Premier League before. First, but yeah. do you think they care that much? Like, four-pit four is, is great, mm. but nothing will ever beat the feeling of winning the treble. The treble, right. Yeah. Look, I think Pep Pep will eradicate any like feelings of uh complacency the players have. Complacency, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. But I think the reality is that the competition has stepped up this year. Yeah. Like last year it was basically like Arsenal who were babies in terms of a title run in and the juggernaut that was Man City, right? Like Arsenal mm-hmm. didn't stand a chance in hindsight. Like they just crumbled. Um United were having their, their honeymoon with Ten Hag <laughs> for like a season. Liverpool and Chelsea were like all over the place. Newcastle yeah. were also newbie, like noobs in, in this whole... Mm-hmm. Newcastle used to be fighting like relegation and now they were fighting for top four, right? So yep. Spurs were also non-existent. So I think maybe the competition or the like the absences they've had have affected City. Like mm-hmm. it's tough. La. It, it, it's definitely a... a a mental thing more than anything I feel mm-hmm. I guess same with Liverpool right after Liverpool won the league we had that really off season where if you remember like we had no defenders yep and yes it was injuries but I think also it was <laughs> Chris that Williams and Ned Phillips was a thing the streets will never forget bro <laughs> Fabinho was playing centre back for like half a season um, but I think that definitely plays a factor it's like Yep. Yes, you know, everyone is like, oh, when you win something, you you know, you, you have to win it again, right? But let, let's be real, like, it's, it's, it's more difficult not the to most straightforward thing. Retain yeah. your title than to... It's not straightforward win, at yeah. all. Like, look at Arsenal, like, after they went unbeaten, they were, they were the Invincibles, right? Like, how the yeah. hell do you top that? Yeah, and then the, they have not won a trophy They almost since. did. I mean, they, they went yeah. to the Champions League final, mm-hmm. lost that, and then it's just been like, okay... Like they've been in the wilderness the pieces, right? until yeah. now. 
Yeah. Yeah. So I think for City, like, look, they are. You can't see me doing the air quotes, but like the gauntlet is almost over. Mm-hmm. I guess you could include Villa away in that, right? Villa away is probably yep. one of the toughest fixtures you could play this season. So mm-hmm. after Villa away, I think they are pretty much on a on a straight road to like just smashing teams again. But yeah, wait. Ho- however, though, I would like to point out that um, if was it Gary or Simon Hooper wasn't such a fraud, uh, we could have been talking about. How great of a last guess win City had over How Spurs, Spurs bottled it to lose four in a row, right? Yeah. Like, I'm going to play but, devil's advocate here. Mm. <laughs> I don't think Grealish scores that. But, but we would never know. That's what I'm we saying. We would never know. That's the that's thing, what I'm yeah. Saying. That's what I'm saying. But the whole call was really bizarre, man. Because I, I think the only reason why that happens is because Haaland is such a monster. I think mm-hmm. anyone else goes down after Emerson Royale hacks them. Like, that was a shocking challenge by Royale, <laughs> by the way. Um, but no, Haaland is probably one of the few human beings who can ride that challenge and mm-hmm. pick out a ball. Yeah. Because, like, yeah, Simon Humer is at fault, but I watched that replay, like, at least five or six times because I really wanted to understand what the hell was going on. He blows the whistle... And you can see, uh, I think it was Ben Davies. Ben Davies stops yep. playing. He pretty much comes to a standstill. Jack Grealish, to his credit, keeps jogging. Mm-hmm. Which is why like, you have that giant gap between Grealish and the three defenders at the end, right? But yep. I don't really fault uh, the Spurs' defense for that. I think it's all in Hooper. And mm-hmm. yeah, he just kind of couldn't make his mind up. I think he, when he blew the whistle for the foul... And he saw Haaland wrote the challenge and it was actually in a good position. He gave the advantage, but he realizes like, fuck, actually I can't. I've already blown for a foul. I don't think... Unless, you could correct me if I'm wrong, but I think once you blow for the foul, you can't really retract it, right? Yeah, correct. It's usually um, the referee would want to blow Let the he, whistle, right? They but wouldn't he blow, that, they, they would advantage. just keep their hands out, right? Yeah, they so would just like, keep their hands out. He will put the whistle to his mouth or something yeah, like um, yeah. probably like um, a last minute uh, change of mind when he sees that hey actually the the team that has the player that is fouled has an advantage and then he just mm. waves play on like a hand gesture. Yeah. But the things that he <laughs> I think he blew the whistle. Really. He got so, yeah he got too. Uh, yeah. He couldn't let it breathe a little bit. But like I said, mm-hmm. because the the challenge by Royale was so bad. Like, yep. it was a lazy, tired, you know, like, 90th minute tackle. Uh-huh. And yeah, I don't think he expected Haaland to, like, ride it and, and deliver such a good ball, so... Yeah, but I think he... I understand he the, called fu- it too the, quick. the fury, though. He did, yeah. yeah that that, that, that is quick. the main issue. He just called the play too quickly, but... In terms of the advantage, I don't think he could give it. Because then you'd have Spurs... Like, like it's, it's them if you do, them if you don't, right? If he gives the advantage mm. and City score... Uh, Spurs are the ones who are gonna be like irate cause they'll be like bro like we stopped playing cause you blew the whistle mm-hmm. um, so but in summary not a good look again for refs uh, <laughs> but we got some great memes out of it uh, the Haaland <laughs> one right <laughs> yeah we got so many Haaland memes out yeah. of it but like I said uh, and the most telling thing was Pep in, in his post game review like you could tell he was fuming but he himself would know that 
they had that game for the taking and they couldn't kill Spurs off. Mm. Um, I'm trying to remember who scored the third goal for City. Oh, Grealish, yeah. Like, when Grealish scored that third goal, I thought it was done. I was like, oh, okay, Spurs gave it a good goal, but uh, looks like um, it's going to be Arsenal-Liverpool-City again at the top. Hence me, you know, sort of like dozing off and then I get rudely awakened when Kulisevsky scores. Uh, so, weird one, la, but I think that, that sort of sums up not only what City... Uh, it's a bit of growing pains for City, and it's also a testament to what Spurs are about this season. Mm-hmm. Very, very risky from them. Like like I said, could have been blown away in the first half, but sometimes you have to you have to ride your luck to reap rewards, right? And and yep. I know we're not Spurs biggest fans. Um, I mean that's an understatement, but I have to give credit where credit's due. Like they really uh they kept stuck going, it out like yeah. most they stuck teams, to their philosophy and, and it exactly. rewarded them it's not just the philosophy it's it's this mindset that it's really not over till it's over like at 3-2 mm-hmm. most teams would have packed it in right Grealish scores like with 10 minutes left to go at the Etihad you're like ah shit yep. we gave it a good go but uh, not mm-hmm. our day nah man they like they. I think they saw like and ironically, Ake comes on to shore up the defense and he gets bodied by, like, Kulisevsky. <laughs> so, yeah, I have to credit Spurs for that. But um, whether they can keep doing this against top sides is another question. Because on another day, like, uh, let's say they tried doing this to Liverpool or... or <laughs> Liverpool with 11 men, by the way. Or Arsenal, right? They could get punished, but I think that's just the way things are gonna go for Spurs. They're gonna mm-hmm. die on their on their shields, and I can respect that. Mm-hmm. Uh, will it win them a title? I don't know. I don't. I'm gonna say no, but uh, but they're on I've the been right wrong on this track, podcast many times before. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Not something I want to see in my lifetime, but it's gonna happen, bro. Like, um, <laughs> you throw a hundred darts at like a board. And even though you're like a, a really bad dart player, one of it will hit the board eventually, right? Actually, I what, think a better analogy is like the, you know when in the carnival and uh-huh. then it's, it's the ring game where you have to throw that ring and you have to ensure that or you have to try to get that ring into like the uh, bottleneck yeah, yeah, of yeah, one of those bottles. It, you, hook, you loop it around the bottle, right? Yeah, correct. It's a difficult game, but <laughs> if you... If you throw a ring, or if you throw many rings, right, def- one would definitely, you would definitely be successful one day. It's just a matter of when, right? It's kind of like um, perhaps Spurs <laughs> and uh, the empty trophy cabinet. They're gonna win something under Edge. Like mm. it just depends how, whether they stick the with Tiger him Cup, in tough bro. times. Yeah, the Tiger <laughs> Cup. Yeah, who can forget, right? This is a quick question before we segue. Would you rather... Mm. Which would you rather Chelsea get relegated for a season or Spurs win a league? Oh my god. <laughs> In your lifetime, like... Would you um, well, if Chelsea get relegated for non-footballing reasons, 
I mean, I'll, I'll take that. Like Over Spurs um, winning a title. Like a, a, yeah. a 300 point deduction. Just look at Juventus. They got relegated. They're fine. Yeah. Kind of. Mm. Yeah, yeah. They I live. think I expect Chelsea to bounce back relatively quickly. So, oh yeah. Yeah, we'll, I would I would take the relegation yeah, for one season. You just have to yeah. take the L for like one year. Yeah. It's not really no, no, Imagine how sweet it will be, right? If Chelsea get relegated, promoted the second season and then win a trophy. Win the league. Yeah, 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 Spurs, yeah, yeah. That yeah. would be like ultimate I mean, venture. when you think about it, it's wild, right? Like we've seen some really good sides get relegated in our lifetime. We've Leicester. seen West Ham. We've seen Leicester. We've seen Newcastle yep. get relegated. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm sure like if you go back and Blackburn. Yeah, but Blackburn kind of like weren't the force they were when yeah. they went down, you know. True. Um, but I do feel like one in my lifetime, in, in our lifetime, one of the traditional, I almost said six, but let's say six. Let's include Spurs in it, okay? Big six. I think we can. One of the big six. We can say top seven now. But Newcastle have already been relegated, so I feel like, oh, you know, big lad well, done there. Yep, yep. Okay. Yeah. And they're not getting relegated with Saudi mm. money, bro. No chance. Mm-hmm. Uh, but hey, man, one of the other six, I think, in our lifetime, <laughs> we could see them in the championship. Uh, yeah. Or relegated to the Super League, like <laughs> the, the second division of the Super, Super League. League Two. It's gonna be so stupid, bro. Like it's gonna happen. <laughs> uh, I feel that we'll see it happen in our lifetime. We'll have yeah, I, the Super League for sure. But uh, yeah. uh, having a second, having relegation in the Super League would be funny as hell. Mm-hmm. It's like they'll be like, oh, you guys love relegation and promotion so much, we'll give it to you. And then we'll see like <laughs> Liverpool getting relegated into like Super League 2 or something. Uber Eats. Um, two more games to talk about, right? Let's yep. uh, let's just dive into the Seabirds against Chelsea. Yeah, because this one I didn't who watch. couldn't come back from a 3-2 deficit. This one, <laughs> this one I didn't watch, but I was keeping my bro. eye on on the on the scoreline because, bro, that first half, man. Yeah, like at at two new up, right? I wanted to type something in the chat, but knowing Chelsea this season, I decided to not do it. And then when Bonanate scored that, uh, goal, right? Terrible mm. defending by Levi Colwell, by the way. That left backs. Like he defends so he poorly a few as a times, left back. Uh, he, 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 yeah, he likes to back off. Like when I saw him backing off, you were like, I, oh, I knew fuck. that, like <laughs> that that goal was going in. Yeah, yeah. Um, Sanchez, I, I don't know if you saw it, but Sanchez made a howler. Like, um, the ball was passed back to him, and then he miscontrolled it. Jesus, <laughs> dude, my butt was clenching was this in the first so half? tightly. Yeah, that was in the first half. Yeah, my to, ass need, was clenching so I need tightly. to watch the highlights again. Yeah, and then Gallagher decided that. to have a little bit of autism. What's up with Chelsea <laughs> captains, man? I don't know, dude. First it it's was like, Reese last week, and now it's like Gallagher. Yeah, it's like okay. The first challenge was a uh, hard yellow. I have no yeah. Um, I I have no disputes about it. Yeah. And then when I saw him go into like Gilmore in that way, I thought, all right, that that is him gone, man. Like, there's no yeah. way he will escape that. Second yeah. yellow. To be fair, Kaiseido should have been sent off also. Like, I what, don't know really? how he did not get sent off. Yeah, Kaiseido. <laughs> like, he was on yellow card and then he... No, he, he, he was on yellow and he did like two brainless challenges. It was like, the first challenge, um, on when he, while he was on yellow, I thought, oh crap, he was going to get sent off. But good thing the, the referee had hair. He had hair follicles. So he prevented all the 
the rain and the heat from like affecting his decision. Or rather it clouded his decision. <laughs> the hell? And I then was when, wondering where the hell you were going with that. <laughs> yeah. And then like when Kaiseido clattered onto I can't remember who it was. Um yeah, he clattered into someone. I think it was Lalana. Mm. And I thought that oh that oh is guy. that is a definite second yellow. And then the referee did not brandish a card. Dude, if it was Anthony Taylor, right? Kaiseido would have gone. He would have or if it was like any other cuts. bald referee, he yeah, would have gone. Yeah. Ah, okay, now yeah, I get it. but like now I said, I, la, I the, 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 bald thing, yeah. the hair follicles protected, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, protected yeah. us, man. Did, yeah. did Kaiseido get subbed off right after that? No, he. I think he stayed on. Damn. If, I think if Ugo Chuku was on the bench, I think he would have gotten subbed off. Right. Yeah. Um, And then Enzo scored that penalty. Okay, wait, when Gallagher got sent off, right, and it was halftime, I thought, I think... Like, I, my head was, was gone. I I thought, it, it's going to be another game where we're leading, we're cruising so comfortably, right? And then, someone's terrible decision on the pitch, be it player or referee, right, will cost us a game again. And it was Brighton of all teams. Like, I need to find out how many red cards Chelsea had this season. I think that was your third in the league, right? Yeah, I think it's on par with Liverpool, <laughs> with, with Arsenal, man. <laughs> Like, the number of red cards, it's crazy. Yeah, oh, but so, Arsenal have cleaned their act up. Uh, they, they, when Arteta mm. just took over, they were really bad, yeah. Yeah. But, um, yeah, at, at half time, right, I kind of thought, yeah, we're going to throw it away because Brighton put out a B team. So the likes of Mitoma, Gross, Milner, Pet, Jao Pedro, they're all on the bench. And I thought there was no way that Deserby is going gonna let uh, them stay on the bench for much longer and so when they were introduced in like the 55th minute I thought alright oh, made that's, a quadruple that's it, sub right yeah, yeah, yeah. quadruple sub like, I was, like, it's watching like the, the whole Avengers squad assembling yeah yeah I was like watching the Liverpool game then the uh-huh. commentator said like over at Stamford Bridge Roberto De Zerbi has just made a quadruple sub like, when, I, when I saw those subs come on right my butt clenched even yeah, further you were like oh boy. Uh, whenever Mitoma got the ball right yeah. and he was running at Disasi I thought oh man Mito- I was like yeah. I was holding my bible I was praying I was praying that Disasi wouldn't do anything stupid and we got a third goal uh, it was a great transition play by Jackson and he 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 played a great first time ball to Modric. Uh, okay, at the at the, the third goal was the penaldo, right? Yeah, like when I saw Modric go down, at first I thought it wasn't a penalty. Yeah, until same. I saw it. Same, same, same. Um, I'm not sure why the commentator of the game said that it wasn't a penalty, because if Milner did not like clip Modric. I think he would have gotten to the ball because Mudrich is fast as hell. I'm not sure if you think that uh, Milner should have been sent off for that tackle. I don't think so. Because no, he was he so. was the last man, right? I mean, I'm I wasn't really. I think on that decision. because it was so. Um, and look, I'm being very liberal with the law, right? Like yeah. goal scoring. Uh, clear goal scoring opportunity I don't think it was clear like yeah. Mudrich may have got to the ball but he may have like you know shot it was really close with um, mm-hmm. was it Steele or Verbruggen yeah. or? I, I think if Mudrich had matter. gotten to the ball Steele may have fouled him because yeah I don't think it's a yeah. red la. I think mm-hmm. reds for penalties have been sort of 
they've, they've been sort of Soft. cannibal like, yeah, yeah like like now it's like you can give a red for like anything and I'm just like mm. bro you're already getting a penalty like, you get a red yep. against you it's like suicide right but yep. yeah I have no issue with the penalty like that was a very classic Milner foul yeah. And uh, and just got the penalty. Away with them, yeah. yeah, and just got the penalty, which I was glad, but I was kind of sad that you know Palmer was supposed to be brought yeah, on. Yeah, it was literally like yeah, a second and I was from like, coming on. <laughs> but I I didn't really care because yeah, all yeah, I was yeah. focused on was getting point, the three points yeah. against the Seabirds. Like, bro, you think I care if like Darwin and Salah didn't score against <laughs> <Bulo>? like, <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I think um, po- credit to Pochettino, man, he made that sub. He brought Madsen on. Mm-hmm. Because he he saw that Disasi needed help, and putting a left-footed, uh, defender to play right wing back, it really helped uh to kind of so handle Shepard that whole Mitoma, Mitoma yeah middle, situation right? yeah mm. because Mitoma likes coming onto his right foot and Madison is left-footed so, uh, it kind of nullified that threat. All was going swimmingly well until, um, I think it was the ninetieth minute and then the referee. You gotta tell me about that, yeah. Yeah, okay, so <laughs> what happened was, I think it was due to the the VAR check for Modric's penalty, and then uh, Broya had a nosebleed uh, somewhere nearing the end of the game, so that kind of was included the game in extra more. time. Yeah. yeah, So I think it was pretty comfortable. I don't say that often, but Sanchez played really well. Mm-hmm. He made some really apart great saves. Apart from the, the fraud. Yeah, apart the from that, moment that typical... Brain fart. Yeah. So, uh, Brighton, they threatened, but they never looked like they were going to score. Yeah, I, I know they had a few phases of play, but Thiago Silva was being a monster again. I don't know mm. how... Like, I think it, it comes with age, like his anticipation, like the cutbacks, the crosses, like he is there just to hit the ball away. Um. Okay, and then came the goal, the Yao Pedro oh, scored from a corner. Yeah. Oh, Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I totally yeah, and then I was like, "Oh no, this again!" Sweating. <laughs> How yeah, late I was Jao Pedro going? Uh, ninety second minute. No way. Yeah. <laughs> no way, dude. <laughs> I thought it was like eightieth minute or something. Nah, dude. It was like okay. Um, the the <laughs> ball was up for like twelve. Eh, was it ten minutes? Ten or twelve minutes? I think it was ten minutes. Yeah, the ball was up for ten minutes. Uh, and then. Jao Pedro scored in the 92nd minute. So we had another 10, 10 minutes of extra time. Dude, that was, was such agonizing. a... Yeah, an agonizing watch if you're a Chelsea fan. Glad that we held on, but there was a pretty hairy moment where I think someone crossed the ball, it hit Levi Colwell in the head, and then the referee... Pointed Penaldo. to the spot. <laughs> yeah. What a penalty. I was like, bro, what? But there was a good thing that uh, VR intervened. Because I couldn't understand how... Uh, it's, it's referee fraudulence again. Uh. Yeah. To be fair, if, from that angle, it did look like a handball. Yeah. Like, Colwell's arms were like way up in the air, but... Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the ball smash is hit. So. That is when VR comes in clutch. Yes. It doesn't yes. need to micromanage like every single thing, but... Mm-hmm. I mean, like, g- getting a penalty in the 90th minute when a ball hits your yeah. face, like... Like mm. that can't happen. Okay, but the the funniest thing is that okay, wait, I'm getting my uh what timeline sequence wrong. Okay, but yeah. uh okay, I think the referee came to look at the VAR screen based on advice from the panel, right? Mm-hmm. And then he pointed because because we all know, right? 
when the referee does that uh TV screen thing and then he points, it means a penalty, right, to the uh-huh. the side that's supposed to give it. But he, for some reason, he pointed it, and then I was like, I was like screaming, what? why? The yeah. Brighton fans were laughing. <laughs> yeah. But then he pointed it to signal a drop ball. But the funniest thing is, uh, the ball hit Levi, uh, Coyle's head. Yeah. It went out for a Brighton corner. And then the yeah, referee, for some reason, pointed to the spot and awarded Chelsea a drop ball. Drop ball. So I'm yeah. like, <laughs> I think <laughs> that was like weird. This was something that a lot of people, like, obviously, tripped out a lot of people. Um, I think the rule is that in in instances where there's a break in play for a check, right? And it revo- uh, and it results in an overturned penalty, it's a drop ball. Okay. So Brighton, like, kind of got screwed, la, but <laughs> like, it is what it is. Uh. I was, yeah, When whenever Brighton... I would have had a heart attack right, if I, I was, was like, you. I, yeah. yeah. No, but the thing is, Chelsea played with four centre-backs in the defence, right? Yeah, I texted so, you at the start yeah. of the game. So yeah. I was, like, expecting... Chelsea to do well like at both sides of like the penalty box when whenever corners and free kicks were being hit in I, I mean that was kind of justified la, because Chelsea scored both goals from corners from like set piece but yeah it's, it's just a very um, I mean just to wrap it up turning it to Stoke man yeah <laughs> dude we are like prime Stoke dude prime Bolton <laughs> yeah Jeez. but just to wrap it up yeah. uh, great win Against mm. the Seabirds, always love it. Like mm. I have this uh, strong dislike for Brighton. I'm right very now. aware. <laughs> very aware, right? Yeah. yeah, it's like Spurs always number one, and then Brighton next. Um, and the funny thing is, you know, the first half of the oh no, can I just say how the first funny quarter is because yeah, the first quarter of the season, Chelsea couldn't score goals. Loved Brighton so much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Sorry, go go ahead. Yeah, dude, I was I, I was a Brighton lover before I became cool, mm. and now I just flipped on them. Yeah, yeah, but um, it it's funny to see how, you know, the first quarter of the season Chelsea couldn't score any goals, and, and now then now we're like you're like flying in, and you can't def- like I yeah, was thinking we can't of getting defend. Chelsea defenders for like FPL, and now I'm like, what do I do? <laughs> uh, yeah, Chelsea, I just don't really want to touch Chelsea because. They are just the most inconsistent. We are Pandora's box, man. You don't yeah. know what will, what you'll get when you open us up. It's just weird, man. And the good thing is that you have, once again, I'm doing the inverted the quotes. I think Man United is your last game of your like disastrous like run in. Mm-hmm. Uh, and in hindsight, it wasn't too bad, man. You guys yeah. drew it, Arsenal. Drew at Man City, beat Spurs, mm-hmm. uh, and beat Brighton. So yeah, lost to Newcastle, but we always lose at Newcastle. Yeah, like yeah. no matter what, like whether Newcastle we are is title to you guys, what Spurs is to Man City. Yeah. Just we just cannot beat like the performance between like the Newcastle game and the Brighton game is night and day. Like the Newcastle game, right? It's basically every playoff in the starting eleven of Chelsea were. Marcus Rashford they like they don't do like they didn't care <laughs> right. there was like no effort and then yeah. when you when it came to the Brighton game right it was an uphill task against a team that yeah even though they're a B-side team they know the system really well so it doesn't really matter okay I mean it matters to a certain extent but it doesn't really matter who you chop and change because it's so integrated in them the players know mm. what they're doing 
And what's more, uh, Chelsea were one man down for like a battle of the second half, right? Plus injury time. But the matter of the performance, right, is so different. Like, you could see that it mattered to them. Taking three points from Brighton mattered to them so much. Which is like a huge... Comparing to the Newcastle game where they look like they didn't care at all. So yeah, hopefully... I mean, I've been saying this a lot. This That this is like a stepping stone, right? Like, you can build from there. But I can only It might be that, one of these seasons yeah. la, where you just can't get momentum. You just like win one or win three, lose one, and then, mm. you know. Yeah. It's kind of like Liverpool. It's the Liverpool I grew up watching, dude. <laughs> the Liverpool that would finish like, you know, fourth, seventh. Occasionally you're never comfortable, right? Second. Yeah, you're yeah, never like, comfortable even with two goals up. Like, I've never... Like, mm. like, I, I've learned to not be so hasty with my attacks. Yeah. Do I... I uh, yeah, I... <laughs> we're gonna talk about attacks, right? I didn't go <laughs> overboard, but I was chatting a bit of shit in the group. Uh, okay. Especially when McAllister scored. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah, man. When... <sighs> when when Bobby Decadover reads scored, right? I was already thinking of, like, the... The banter I was gonna get. <laughs> Like, there are a few thoughts that, that crossed my mind. I was like, shit, now we're going to be uh, five points behind Arsenal, mm-hmm. still to play them. Couldn't capitalise on uh, Spurs playing Man City that weekend. Yep. And I was just like, bruh, like, how the hell? Wait, I, yeah, I mean, since we're translating to that, yeah. um, I didn't watch the match because I was too busy yeah, 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 sweating we myself off watching yeah, the Brighton yeah, yeah. match. But yeah, could you, like, kind of summarise the whole Bro. game as a whole? Where do I, like, where to start, like, okay, key points from this game, right, uh, Liverpool are very anxious side, I don't know, like, we, we, we had this composure for, like, two seasons, and then it, like, evaporated again, it's like, I think Fulham had three chances, and they scored all three of them, the Damn. second takeaway is that, uh, Kelleher is not Allison. Not even close. Like, Allison is, like, the GOAT. <laughs> like, <laughs> I know he made a few mistakes against, like, Man City, but, dude, I miss him so much in that Fulham game. Uh, and we are just the funniest side on the planet. Like, I sent a, I sent a picture to you guys. It, sh- it showed... Uh, the, the, it showed basically t- a screenshot of the time code, right? So it was 86-25... Yeah. Liverpool 2, Fulham 3. That was when I was like having like uh, my meltdown, right? And then 87-46. One minute and 19 seconds later, Liverpool 4, Fulham 3. <laughs> like, that shit doesn't even make sense. Mm-hmm. But I'll try to sum up the game as best I could, right? Okay. I, I think, honestly, like, yes, great result. I'm going to watch the highlights for years to come, right? But it was probably like the worst game we played all season. I'm trying to think of a worse game we had with 11 men, of course. There, wait, judging from what you've been saying, you they just had no control, right? It, just to... It's not... It's like we didn't really know what we wanted to do. Mm. The passes, like, like the passes in the final third were like really like not how of much, the quality we used to. How much do you think... Um, not having Allison in their back line, do you think that affected 
the way they Liverpool played as a whole. <sighs> because I know that Allison has been. I I would f- say, not not, the the build up play wasn't that different. Like I thought Liverpool mm. were. Utilizing Kelleher less than they would Allison, but I think that's just because Allison's distribution is like a different class, right? Mm. Like I don't, I don't think it'd be fair to ask Kelleher to replicate that. But was Kelleher that bad? Because I've read some comments that he was terrible. He, I, I mean, bro, like, full, like I said, Fulham had three shots and he scored all three of them. Okay, you know, like I like Kelleher a lot. I think whenever he's coming for us, he's been good, but. This Fulham game, he looked nervous, man. He looked ner- nervous from the first minute. Mm-hmm. Uh, all hell broke loose after we took the lead. It was kind of like a chill, uh, you know, Liverpool pushing the, the tempo, uh, pressing, like, posing questions to Fulham, right? Like, like you would expect at Anfield for, like, the first 20 minutes. Trent scores mm-hmm. this beautiful free kick. Okay, it was an own goal, but I'm going to give it to Trent. Uh, <laughs> scores this beautiful free kick. Uh, Kind of against the run of play. I think we were struggling a bit, but we took the lead. And from that point, I was like, okay, good. Finally, you get some control. Yeah. And this is where all hell broke loose. I think four minutes later, uh, Fulham's first shot on goal, ironically, it was on Trent's side. Uh, just really bad defending. I think it was like three passes. And obviously, Harry Wilson was going to score, right? Ex-Liverpool mm-hmm. guy. Mm-hmm. Uh Keller probably should do better than that. He should at. I'm going to say Allison saves that or at least um, pushes it for out for a corner or something. But it was the. When, when Wilson scored, everything changed because I think a nervous Kelleher's confidence was shot. Like he was already looking a bit nervy, and then when that shot went through him, confidence went down. Um, we had just taken the lead, so having to like sort of regroup and like okay, it's like shit, we we have been packed back, we need to go again. Uh, rattled us a little bit, and it didn't look like we were gonna score until. I like I I didn't think we would go into, um, halftime ahead, and then McAllister scores like this crazy goal, right? Like yeah, I I did like insane, a, dude, bro. Like I've watched that goal at least 10 times, maybe more. How he got the cut on it was so crazy. And Leno was like having a, a great game. No, mm-hmm. like no one was saving that. Yeah. And I had I had my like, um, you know when when uh, Vincent Company scored against Leicester, right? Yeah. Yeah, I had my like, I had my Aguero moment. I was like, I was like, <laughs> Mac, don't. And then he just blasts it, top corner. And then this was the moment I was like, okay, finally, we're in the lead. Uh, you know, once again, probably don't deserve it, but I'm gonna take it. And then mm-hmm. we are like sort of controlling the game, and then I think in first half stoppage time, it was like a really bad goal. It was like I think it was a corner, non-existent defending again, and this one was even worse than the first goal. Like it just if you if you wanna talk about shots going through a goalkeeper, right? The first one went through Kelleher's legs. Mm-hmm. This one Kelleher like gets a hand to it but it's so weak that the ball still trickles in I don't want to put all the blame on Kelleher I think the Liverpool defence uh, everyone bar Van Dijk was not great that night mm-hmm. um, but it was this goal that really like if we were rattled before 
the McAllister goal gave us that euphoria, right? It's like, oh my god, like what a goal. Like suddenly that is the narrative of the game. Yep. And then Tete of all people scores like this jammy ass goal. Gets ruled out for VAR. But uh rightfully so, once again, VAR did the right thing, lah. They gave the goal because he was miles on side. I don't even know like mm. how he was flagged offside because <laughs> he was like two players on side. Um yep. And I think at this point, Kelleher's confidence really went down the drain. And I already knew, like, ah, oh, shit, it's going to be one of those games. Dude, it's just a concoction of banana skins, right? Kelleher's bad form. Wilder just... Wilder coming back to Sheffield United. Uh, New manager bounce. Game where we're not expected to... We're expected to yeah. annihilate Sheffield United, right? Yeah, but I don't think... I would take a one Relegation threatened side We've not. this season. Yeah. Not not even <laughs> dude, I think it stretches like three years. What? Yeah, that, we that long? we've not beaten a team uh away from home who have just been promoted in three oh. years. Okay. I mean Luton, right? Like you like you remember when I was like the trepidation in my voice? Mm-hmm. And Arsenal are gonna experience that tonight going to Kenilworth Road. I don't <laughs> look. They may very well smash them, but I think Luton will make them work very hard. I yeah. think I still expect Arsenal to take it, but uh, it wouldn't shock me if Luton, like, you know, lose 2-1 or something. But moving on from that, mm-hmm. second half rolls around. Uh, if we thought the first half was bad, second half was dog shit, bro. Like, this was, like, prime uh, Liverpool losing six in a row at Enfield vibes. <laughs> like, I was, like, so frustrated. Um, Klopp, in hindsight, of course, this was probably clutch. But at the time, I think it was like 57 minutes. Mm-hmm. Klopp decides to go to a 4-2-4. He takes off Sobozlai, takes off McAllister. So we basically have no midfield. Mm-hmm. It's just Gravenberg and Trench, uh, Trench, Trent in centre mid. And mm-hmm. we brought on Joe Gomez uh, to take over right back. Okay. And then it was like Darwin, Gakpo, Salah and Diaz, right? But this didn't really seem to have the desired effect because Fulham were... I got to credit Fulham because they defended really well. Like, I know the narrative is that Fulham suck at defending and their defense is horrendous, but I didn't see that on Saturday. I thought they defended really well, um, frustrated us, and my worst fears came through in like the 80th minute. Uh, I don't think Fulham had a shot in the second half. And... Dekodovari, I think, comes on in the 70th, 78th minute or something. And I think he scores with his first or second touch. Yeah, he out-jumped uh, Simikas. He just bodied Simikas, bro. <laughs> he just bodied Simikas, who continues to polarise. Because I like Simikas. Mm. But I think the drop-off from Robertson to him is, like, huge. Mm. Defensively, at least. I know offensively, he's, like, uh, can be quite a threat, but... Just yeah. doesn't have that defensive awareness. And when uh they could overread scores, I'm like I literally right, like hand to heart, I was like, Okay, we always lose at least once at Enfield a season. I'm <laughs> guessing tonight's the night. When I saw you the know? notification pop up, right? You were like <laughs> lol. I I, I <laughs> hope I... our scores okay. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, like I said, like this season I haven't been as trigger happy with my yeah. 
Because I always want to wait until the final whistle. Yeah. Because yeah. firstly, it's an end. But sometimes you have to, like, It's just more funny, you know. Like you just like <laughs> sometimes you have to roll the dice. Mm-hmm. Uh, I might have sent something to the chat. I can't remember. I think I just sent like a. It's just like a gif of like, <laughs> like crying or something. Or it was like the trend or something. I don't know what I sent mm-hmm. la, But I I think I just needed to like. Air out my grievances. Um. <laughs> And I, I was consigned to defeat. I was like, okay, shit. Uh, we've we've not been at it today. Um, obviously, I should know better, lah. This is Liverpool, right? Like, I've seen so many comebacks, but it just didn't mm-hmm. feel like we deserved it that day. Like, we really weren't up to scratch. Um, but it, it's so almost as as many times as it's happened this season. We kind of wake up when we go behind. Mm-hmm. Right, and we 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 had taken the lead twice in this game, but we never looked comfortable. The one time we looked like the proper side I'm accustomed to was when we went three two down, mm-hmm. and then this is when like things change. Right, I think I saw Gravenberch come off for Endo, and I was like, okay, uh, I know Gravenberch is knackered. Like it, it was partly like the reason why Fulham scored. I think Gravenberch yeah. kind of just gave up tracking back. Cause he mm-hmm. was just too tired, he couldn't run anymore. So Endo comes on. I'm like, uh, is that really the the most offensive substitution we can make? And I was then like, he okay, fine. Endo <laughs> Endo comes on. Cool. I like Endo, but I was like, maybe yeah. maybe Klopp just didn't get his subs right today. Yeah. And me, of course, being a the football genius that I am, I had to eat my words when Endo scores an absolute beauty. Like on any all, other day that would that any yeah, other day that go over that like, like for crazy. Liverpool it's like, are like insane. Yeah. It's nuts. Yeah. Um so Endo scores and I'm like, thank God, I don't I'm not gonna get bantered uh on, on Monday by you guys. And I was like, okay. Uh I was getting Newcastle flashbacks, right? Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, three three three, we've got like what, five Three minutes plus stoppage time, which is probably another five minutes. So I was like, mm-hmm. now I want to win it because I'm greedy, right? Because we always yep. are, right? And I could feel like Fulham were rattled and Anfield was finally alive. Like fans had been dead for the whole game until <laughs> Endo scored. Yep. And I was like, okay, sick. Start texting my cousin saying like, oh, like I, I was just like, lie. I was like, oh man, I knew Endo was the right move. I didn't know Endo was the right move. Mm-hmm. And then... uh. I didn't even have time to like reset because you know sometimes like the the goal replays cut into the kickoff right. Yep. So when the 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 TV cut back to the game, we were already on the attack again. Mm-hmm. So Gakpo was just like running through. He takes a shot, which I was a bit like, bro, why are you shooting from there? Like if you watch the highlights, you'll see like you get what I mean. Like Gakpo shot from a really weird angle and far out. Mm-hmm. Granted, he gets in on target, and this was probably the best thing Darwin did all game. He <laughs> wins the second ball, uh-huh. so Gakpo shoots. Uh, Leno makes a good save, and Darwin like breaks his neck to to hook the ball back into the danger area. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where there's some dispute with Fulham fans. They believe that uh, Simikas like foul. Um, I think it was Diop. Okay. Basically, Fulham fans feel like there was a foul in the build-up of play, but mm-hmm. uh, I could care less, if I'm being honest. And then Trent, uh, ever since he wore the Predators, he can't miss. He mm-hmm. like 
and I just went insane and uh, I just want a normal weekend of Barclays bro <laughs> <laughs> but once again it's a reminder to me that um, this team is built different I think rival fans are probably sick to death of us but um, it's a warning sign like three points I take it every day of the week but if I want to look at Arsenal's performance against uh, who they beat uh? Wolves yeah, yeah against Wolves so it wasn't vintage Arsenal but that's something I really want like I, I want that control back like even when Arsenal went 2-1 when, when Wolves put one back right, I never felt like Arsenal were going to drop it you know mm. they, they, they were very professional and I know we meme it a lot you know the Vieira Arsenal like GIF right yep. but I really think they they are going to go all the way man this season mm-hmm. whether they win or not I think that's up to Man City whether they can rectify their issues but me as a Liverpool fan right you, it used to be City Liverpool for so long mm-hmm. I'm really looking at Arsenal now man because they've been winning and they've not been fantastic mm-hmm. I think they are starting to click the gear a bit more now yeah they're starting to show signs of attacking prowessness yeah it's they've, they've switched it's almost like I think Arteta has learned that there's no point exploding in the first 10 games of the season mm-hmm. you don't win the you don't win the league in like October right hint yep. hint nudge nudge spurs but you have there has to be a point where you sort of step it up and I think yeah, Christmas you, it's is like that a time. slow peak yeah like it's what yeah. city are so good at exactly exactly and they kind of uh they impressed me, man. And I think them visiting Anfield in a few weeks will be a real treat. Because I'm so accustomed to Liverpool like just rolling Arsenal over at home, right? Like there for a long period of time when Liverpool played Arsenal at Anfield, I was like, okay, three points. Like with utmost confidence. Because I just knew that they they would just collapse. It's kinda how like when you play Newcastle away, you're like, okay, we're screwed. You just know. But this time, right, I actually think they're going to give us like a hell of a game, man. And uh, Rice, I I know we talk a lot about Rice in Expectations XI, but he has made such a difference, bro. I don't know how often you watch Arsenal play, but he, the things he does, right, it's not they're not spectacular, but they are just so... Efficient. It's yeah, it's 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 efficient. There's no wasted passes. There's no wasted movement, and he's almost making everyone around him better. Mm-hmm. It's kind of weird that I've transitioned from Liverpool to Rice, but there we are, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I know that was a bit of a story time, but I felt like that game this weekend uh, was three minutes away from being one that I would wipe away from my memory right we all know that there are games that you just watch and forget yep but because of what happened and and the way it happened i'm like it's one more for the the memories you know but we need to we need to wisen up if we're really serious about a title charge because Mm -hmm. it's what 14 games into the season right yeah um i'm on board this is crunch time yeah i'm like look we we uh in it, we are alongside shoulder to shoulder with Arsenal and Man City. There is no reason why 
we should not have a goal. And I think we will, but from what I've seen in several games this season, there's still like question marks, man. And I think Fulham is one. Newcastle is certainly one. Mm-hmm. Uh, even last week against Man City, I think those are three games that we are very lucky to get away uh, with with something. And um, yeah, we, we need that control back. I, I can't do basketball games anymore, dude. <laughs> I really can't. Um, oh, it makes for exciting games, but it it won't win you the league. You know, we go back to Spurs earlier, right? Like, there's a time to entertain, but there's also a time to be pragmatic. And I don't think we've quite found that this season. Hopefully, um, in the next few weeks, we can. And uh, that starts with um, a, a really tricky game in Sheffield United. I know people mm-hmm. are going to laugh when they hear me say that, but I've watched this sport long enough, man. <laughs> I've watched <laughs> this sport long enough. And it's yeah, always... That's what, what they say about Luton, right? It's then, always the 4 a.m.s. Yeah. It's always the 4 a.m. So well, uh, the, I, the, the positive side is we won't be awake. I mean, I assume we won't be awake to watch those matches. Uh. Before we sign off, right... Uh, just one quick shout for boss of fraud of the week. Um, did I say fraud of the week? Fraud watch. Fraud Since watch. When did they become week, right? fraud of the week? <laughs> uh, why don't, why don't you go first? I shall, and I I I can't believe I forgot to mention. Uh, you know Liverpool play Sheffield United. Uh, mm-hmm. Chris Wilder just took over. He's rejoined the club as manager. Um. What was it like 30 minutes ago? Paul Heckenbottom, <laughs> yeah. uh, given his marching orders, which, you know, we're not too shocked by. I think the 8 nil to Newcastle was was the first nail in the coffin. Um, losing to. I think their only win was against Wolves. They have one win in uh, 14 games, and of course, the final nail in the coffin was getting battered by Burnley 5 nil. Um, so, once again. To make to make matters even more tricky, we have the new manager bounce to deal with. So, uh, I'm really like over hyping Sheffield United right now. But I think for fraud of the week, I would have to let me just check like FPL again. I remember it's someone there. Uh, for fraud of the week, goalkeeper. I want to put someone from. West Ham again, man. They just Ariola? can't defend. <laughs> Ariola is like a few um, low hanging. Wait, wait, wait. Is it Marupanos? Uh, he, he, he made another the mistake. Ball right? away. Yeah, yeah, he gave the ball away. I think he's played twice now and he's made mistakes. I just don't read games. that West Ham defense. Me neither. They're man. so bad. Yeah. Have they, they gotten they, a clean sheet so far? I don't think so, right? They've gotten a. I think their only clean sheet was ironically against Sheffield United. Like oh. many moons ago. Um, or was it Luton? Can't really. I think it was Luton. Was it Luton? Might have been Luton. Um, yeah. I'm just gonna put. <laughs> watch them. Watch them get a clean sheet against Spurs now. Eh? The, <laughs> I honestly, I wouldn't put it past yeah. them, uh, I'm. I'm gonna actually put Trippier in in boss watch because mm-hmm. you look at Newcastle, right? You want to talk about injury crisis? They just lost Nick Pope for like what looks like it's going to be five months. We didn't even talk about the potential return of David De Gea. I don't know if you've heard the rumors. 
Mm. But apparently yeah, Newcastle are sniffing around the hair to bring him in on a short-term contract. It but makes I sense. Think, yeah. Yeah, exactly. I think the that makes more sense than Ramsdale going to Newcastle. Like that one just yeah. doesn't make sense to me. Mm-hmm. Um Trippier, man, I think he's he's managed to really build a reputation for for himself at Newcastle, like not only as a leader but as such an integral part of the way they build up, the way they attack. Mm-hmm. I think having like a, a 0.9 XA for a fullback who is not like he's in the box perpetually. Like Trippier mm-hmm. is like just has that iron sight for a delivery. Yep. And they're going to need him now more than ever, man, because a backline of Dubravka, Livramento, Lascelles, uh, Shah and himself right like <laughs> that's paper thin mm-hmm. that is so like but <laughs> yet again Trippier is not he's not young anymore he's like in his early 30s but that's the beauty of it like he he's someone who's reinvented himself he mm-hmm. used to be a bit like when he was at Spurs right he used to be a bit more of that marauding fullback not anymore yep. he's more of like um, he'll get up to like maybe three quarters of the pitch and then he's just able to ping that that cross or he's able to find a runner, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's Almiron, Gordon, or one of Isaac or Wilson, right? So not someone I expected to put on boss watch, but I think it's fitting. I'm putting Trippier in, man. I think I mean, it's a testament to his fitness that... They just need him now more than ever. Yeah, because yeah. fullback is a position that has been uh, ever-evolving mm-hmm. since like the... I don't like to say it again, but the prime days of Premier League, the you can keep era, saying right? it, man. It's it's the truth. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm gonna preach it, but yeah. Um, to play fullback, right? Firstly, you need great delivery. Like you need to be able to attack and defend. Secondly, you need to be able to go up and down the pitch a lot. So, trip. I I don't think Trippy has a like a terrible injury record. If you're gonna compare it to like Reese James, right? He's always fit. He always plays the 90 minutes. I'm going right? to laugh so hard if Trippier gets injured <laughs> against Everton. It's just typical <laughs> FPG, right? I wouldn't be surprised like he gets cropped in like, the 30th and minute. And then Cash and then... just like <laughs> hits us. <laughs> I get what you're saying yeah. though. Yeah, I get mm-hmm. what you're saying. Testament to you know how serious he takes like care of his body. Mm-hmm. Mm. Um, For me... I want to put like Chelsea players in but I'm not going to I'm, I'm just too scared scary right? um, I mean you gotta at least watch. give Enzo like honourable mention I think those yeah, are his Enzo, first two goals right exactly like to to score that goal from a hitter like he was the last person I, I would have yeah. like yeah. expected to, to get his hit across but finally scoring two goals he has more goals than Hoyland though like um, I want to say things about Hoyland, but because United play Chelsea next, so I'm not going to. Probably did Hoyland probably didn't even episode. start against Newcastle, right? Yeah, didn't like. Okay, the whole thing had situations a bit weird. Like you can't say that he has no money to spend because he did spend. It's just that he's not playing the players that he bought, but rather playing the players that are still at the club who he wanted to let go. In the summer transfer window, so United I are just uh, a mess right just now. A mess. Yeah, I I think he lost the dressing room. I, I'm I hearing a lot of reports that it's it's I don't know how legit these are, but 
It's like, it's like the report was saying like he's lost 50% of the dressing room, whatever the hell that means. Like, did they do like a he, vote? He basically did people fell raise out up with, their hand? He basically fell out with like United's better players. I know like, the Varane like, one is bad. Like, mm-hmm. Varane is probably done. If you want to talk about players being in exile, you have Johnny yep. from Wolves apparently. I don't know <laughs> if you've heard about that. Who? Um, Johnny Otto. Oh Johnny Otto, yeah, yeah. Yeah, apparently he's like done. Like he 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 had a bust up in training and like he's just done. Like with <laughs> wait, like he had a bust I up don't know, with Gary like, O'Neill. With, no, no, not with O'Neill, but with teammates. And I think he's oh, just oh, the, the, okay. the 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 quote was like he's in like exile. <laughs> uh, whatever the hell that means now. But okay. Yeah, for for United and Ten Hag, it is it's a mess, lah. That's the best way I can sum it up. Like they just yeah. can't seem to play against teams that are not relegation fodder. Mm. Anyone above like 14th place in the Premier League, they just <laughs> seem to like... Watch them beat Chelsea and just watch. <laughs> but the thing about Chelsea is that you never know what you're going to get. So you could yeah. either get Chelsea who are like top... You could, you could, top five yeah, you could quality either get, or you could get like a bottom five Chelsea. Yeah, if you could either get like Chelsea who played Newcastle or the Chelsea who played City. My safe like, bet don't would, know. Be, would be draw. Like I just think both these clubs... Uh, would just do well to avoid losing. Yeah, and history detects that. Yeah, I think the the past what six seven matches have been draws. Terrible. Something like I, I'm not gonna. I, I don't like, enjoy watching Chelsea United. It's always yeah. Like it a used bad to be. Time. It used to be good. Like they used to be clear outright winners, but now it's just like, you know, both teams are in the mud down yeah. in the trenches. So we're just, we're satisfied with a draw. Now it doesn't excite me. <laughs> like it not, it's to. not it's not something you wake up at 4am for yeah. let's put it yep. this way yeah 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 um I mean what are they, they're relying on like Mainu now right that kid <laughs> Mainu and McTominay is I can't this like, is 2023 you man. can't write this <laughs> shit bro <laughs> uh, I don't yeah. want to make this a United bashing like we don't, mm. I don't want to bash United for the end of this app but um, yeah the ETH situ- situation is getting a bit fraught um, and they need to sort that out ASAP because yeah. much kind of like Chelsea although I feel Chelsea get a bit more leeway because the performances are actually like not bad you know in certain games it's just the inconsistency yeah. and the injuries with United right even when they win it's very it's very ugly very individual. I wouldn't even I, right? I won't even say it's ugly like ugly I would you know uh, uh, I would associate with like Atletico Madrid. They win ugly, you know. They they mm-hmm. they make it dirty. Even maybe Newcastle last season, right? But the United wins are just like uninspiring. Kind of like lucky, you know. They 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 don't seem to like improve week after week. Like I saw, um, there was a period where United were playing. Uh, kind of at prime time every night, so I would just w- tune in and watch. Because you know something crazy was going to happen, right? Uh, I think the Brentford game, they were lucky to win. Outplayed for a large period yeah, of the dude. game. It just Max Sauce <laughs> just had like a... Dude, you want to talk about... S- you want to talk about Stoke football? That was peak Stoke yeah, football, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so that Brentford game stood out to me. Mm. Then the Fulham game, uh, where it could have really gone either way. Like I don't think they were that bad against Fulham, but they certainly weren't good. Um, the Luton game, which uh, at home, I think you have to beat Luton at home. Uh, and they kind of just 
crawl over the finishing line. The Everton game, I did not watch the whole game. The I just saw the Garnacho bicycle kick and I was like, okay, cool. I'm 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 all bar cleared up for the night. <laughs> and um yeah, the Newcastle game I would have loved to have watched, but uh fortunately it was like at four as well. But yeah, I heard very um mm-hmm. damning uh damning things coming up after that game, so Well I, if you're gonna go with the bookies odds, right? Uh favoring actually, yeah, Chelsea to win. Okay. Even yeah, though which means away. that Chelsea will lose. Right. <laughs> yeah. It's always when Chelsea are favourites that's when, you know... Draw, man. Things start to happen. That game has draw written all over it. I think 2-2. Two, two. two penalties. Like, it's, it's gonna be like a penalty and like a McTominay. It's gonna be Palmer and Bruno both <laughs> scoring penalties, dude. And then they'll, they'll just shake on it and just end the game and be like, cool, <laughs> you got a point. <laughs> Screw it, you got a point. I think it's gonna be a really boring one. I, I have this feeling... Uh, I think like it'll, be it'll be very KG. It'll be very KG. Yeah. <laughs> this famous last words, right? We're gonna see like a five all or something. Dude, Chelsea don't do KG, man. They just go all out and pray. But I feel like against United away they won't. I think they'll be patient. Mm. And that's how they're gonna if they're gonna hurt United, that's the way to do it. I don't think being gung ho is the way to go. But then mm. again, Poch Poch is gonna poch, right? Yep. Uh on that I don't even think we like got our fraud watch in it's like Trippier and who I again? I think just just Trippier and I think just Trippier and Boss Watch. And sure, man. One of those. You wanted la. to mention that West Ham player, but I think it's just collectively like the defense is just like abject. Uh, yeah, watch them beat Spurs one 0 Yeah, keep yeah clean sheet right. Son has a stinker. <laughs> yep. Um, I mean on West Ham at least going forward they are. Very exciting. Oh wait, boss watch, kudos man. Yeah, yeah. What a what a player. Yeah. I really like him. Mm. He, I'm kind of punching the air like, and I didn't bring him in last week. Yeah. He's like extremely strong for his size, man. I do remember watching him on his first start. I can't remember which team, but he's a baller, man. Yeah, he I, I saw like um one of those compilations or like highlights of him is like you can't take the ball off him. He has Yeah. It's like very like ma- magnetic feet almost. Mm-hmm. Um, it's a shame that he's going away from for for like F-Con. a month for Fcon. Um, I think West Ham could really do with someone to take the workload off Jared Bowen, but um, yeah, it is what it is. Um, yeah, I'm glad ga- I'm glad we threw kudos in there because Trippier was getting a bit lonely, but uh, I think that's the end of the app. Once again, uh, cheers for joining me, Sash. Uh, it's always. Always a pleasure, man. Always a good one, man. Like the, the yeah. bit of a throwback to like season one vibes. To all the listeners who have made it to the end of the app, we really appreciate y'all. Like we met, like I said at the start of the episode, enjoy the midweek games if you are crazy like me and want to stay up and watch your team potentially get stuffed. Uh, if not, more games to come this weekend. And this month is always a tough one for FKB because we just have so many games and too little time to talk about all of them, but we'll try to do our best. Until then, we'll catch you in the next app. Take care.